Today is Thursday, December the 22nd, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, we're talking all things National Signing Day, as for the most part, the Gamecocks 2023 signing class is officially in the books. Guys, I will go over the class, break down the signing class in its entirety. We'll also be handing out some early signing day superlatives, including the biggest immediate impact player, sleeper of the class, the best players offensively and defensively, who will have the best three- to four-year career at USC, as well as give an overall grade for this year's signing class as well. Also, we're talking Court Cox as South Carolina returns to action tonight to take on the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers at Colonial Life Arena. Guys, I will break down the game in its entirety. We'll talk top storylines. Western Kentucky players to watch for, and I will lock in my lead pipe lock of the night as well. Guys, we got a packed show for you here on this Thursday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app, go to prizepicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market, focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry guys. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entries. So for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They have college sports, pro sports, anything and everything you can think of. They have Got it. They've also got a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Ray Reviews. Guys, so many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Price. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed picks and you should as well go download the prize picks app go to prizepicks.com when you do use that promo code tsus to receive 100 instant deposit match up to 100 be sure to check them out and tell them chris from the spurs up show sent you let's get it
Christmas for college football fans. But instead of presents, we've got a slew of new Gamecocks to be added to South Carolina's football roster and a group that we hope and believe will help to lay the foundation for what Shane Beamer is continuing to build in Columbia, South Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, happy Thursday. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here of the Spurs Up Show, as always. Of course, we are not normally chatting on a Thursday, but with National Signing Day yesterday, obviously moved the podcast, bumped it back a day so we could chat together and talk all things National Signing Day, a breakdown the class once the dust had settled. Again, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. And I appreciate your flexibility, by the way, in regards to the content, the show, the Daily Crow, anything and everything in between. And I hope this show does find you what I'm going to where you are, what you are doing. Again, we got a packed show today, a lot to get into here on this Thursday. And a lot of exciting things happening this week with Gamecocks football. Shane Beamer, of course, keeping us all busy. The welcome home tweets early in the week and, of course, culminating yesterday with signing day so fired up and excited to talk about it this time next week we will be in jacksonville and on that note guys let me remind you of the tsus tailgate with our friends over at carolina cigars we'll be partnering up and collabing with them we'll be out in lot j outside of the stadium in Jacksonville, Florida on Friday, eight days from now, we'll be out there uh, 11 o'clock up until kickoff. Of course, kickoff against the Fighting Irish set for 3.30. So again, come on out, come by, see us. We'll have towels for sale, koozies for sale. We'll also have koozies and stickers to give away. Really looking forward to hanging out with a bunch of great Gamecocks. And a week from today, we will be at the pep rally in Jacksonville, Florida. Really looking forward to a fun couple of days in Jacksonville. And like I've told you guys many times, this will be the first bowl game that I've ever been to that has not been in Charlotte, North Carolina. I've only been to two bowl games. One of them was the 2018 Belk Bowl, which we do not speak of ever. And uh, the other one, of course, was the Dukes-Mayo Bowl last year, which was a blast. But this will be my first ever Florida Bowl game. Really looking forward to it. Again, really looking forward to hanging out with a bunch of great Gamecocks. But again, hope to see you guys at the TSUS tailgate and really excited to get down there. Outside of that, again, I want to say thank you all so much for the continued love and support. And let me say this, by the way, because I had somebody DM me uh, late Wednesday afternoon in, in regards to giving constructive criticism and giving feedback to some of our content. And I want to say Truly, genuinely, thank you all so much. You know, I value what you guys think, and I take into account the the feedback, if you will, and I can handle criticism when it's constructive as well. And that's why I always ask you guys, and I'm always looking for feedback, and I'm always looking for, you know, what you guys are thinking and how you feel about certain things, whether it be content, whether it be merchandise, whether it be events, what have you. So, uh, again, I want to say thank you so much because in a world where there's so much negative feedback or there's trolling or there's hate to those who who are critical thinkers who are able to stop and sit down and really reach out you know there's a difference right people that reach out throwing shade throwing hate but then there's others that say hey I see how you're doing things this is my feedback on it this is my opinion just something for you to think about I think it might help you it might help your show just wanted to give my two cents I truly genuinely do appreciate those people I, I really do because again 
I feel like they've got my best interest at heart. They've got the show's best interest at heart. They've got the business's best interest at heart. And so, again, I want to say thank you all so much to everybody who does give that that constructive criticism, that does give that feedback. I really, truly do appreciate it, and I hear each and every single one of you. And uh, to me, that is a form of love. That is a form of support, and I cannot say thank you enough to each and every single one of you. Again, guys, outside of that, uh, of course, podcast will drop tomorrow. Our Gamecock fans Christmas wish list, a.k.a. the Dear Santa episode, which, of course, every single year and every time of year or every single year this time of year is a really, really popular episode. So uh, looking forward to that. And again, should be a lot of fun as we go into Christmas weekend. But before we get there, guys, of course, let's talk. We're talking all things National Signing Day for the most part. The 2023 class has been completed. Of course, there are still a couple out there that Shane Beamer referenced in his presser late yesterday that South Carolina is still working on. Of course, Nicholas Harbor being the big one. He will make his decision probably in the spring in February. Of course, we're also all, all waiting on tomorrow. Lenora Sellers will be signing the quarterback from South Florence. Will he pick the Gamecocks? Will he stick with his commitment to Syracuse? I think South Carolina is in a really, really good position to land him based on all things that I've heard, but uh, we will see. But all in all, when you take a look at this class, again, the 2023 signing class, for the most part, is in the books. And you look at your high school players you signed, you look at the transfer portal, and we're going to go through each and every single one of these players um, I think all in all, you got to be thrilled. I think this is a fantastic class. And again, we're about to go through, break this thing down, and I'll give my overall grade at the end. But I think a job well done by Shane Beamer and company in his second full recruiting cycle. You look at the major recruiting services. Of course, I'm talking 24-7 and rivals. The Gamecocks nationally rank 18th overall on 24-7. And of course, this is as of today. This could change based off other schools pulling in prospects, the Gamecocks pulling in prospects. So this is probably going to change, I will say. And again, this is as of 445 Wednesday, December the 21st. So again, please don't shoot the messenger. I understand some websites have different rankings. This is what we have right now. This is registering, registering I should say, the 22 commitments that the Gamecocks have locked down for the 2023 class. So again, 18th overall on 24-7 and 21st overall on Rivals. You take a look at how that stacks up in the SEC. The Gamecocks are sitting 7th in the SEC in recruiting, and that really just goes to show you guys how competitive, right? How competitive the SEC is when it comes to recruiting. As you look nationally, Alabama number one, Georgia number two, Texas number three, you then go Miami, Ohio State, LSU, Oregon, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Tennessee, Clemson, Florida, Penn State, A&M, Southern Cal, then there's South Carolina. And again, guys, we talked a lot about blue chip ratio, right? 13 four-stars, nine three-stars. So the blue chip ratio over 50%, which is where you want to be because the statistics tell us if you're going to win a national championship, you have to have a roster that is above 50% blue chip ratio. Michigan at 17, TCU at 18, which is crazy when you think about it. Both those teams are in the college football playoff, and the Gamecocks are ahead of both of them. Auburn at 19, then it goes Florida State, Arkansas, Utah, Texas Tech, Mississippi State, and Michigan State rounding out 
the top 25. And just a fun side note, North Carolina, who the Gamecocks open up with in the 2023 season, they sit at 26. Again, guys, you look at the SEC standings, the team rankings for the SEC, Bama, Georgia, LSU, Tennessee, Florida, Texas A&M, and then, of course, like I mentioned, South Carolina coming in at 7th. To round out the SEC, you've got Auburn, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Mizzou, Kentucky, Ole Miss, and Vandy coming in at 14. Let's take a look at the Gamecocks class. Each of these individual players, I'm just going to go down the list here. We start from Roebuck, South Carolina, offensive lineman, four-star Marquis Anderson. From Upper Marlboro, Maryland, edge player, four-star Desmond Umiozulu. From Jacksonville, Florida, the four-star linebacker, Grayson Howard. From Camden, South Carolina, the four-star defensive lineman, Xavier McLeod. From Hyattsville, Maryland, four-star offensive lineman, Oluwatosin Babalade, a.k.a. Big Tree. From Sandersville, Georgia, four-star running back, Dontavius Braswell. From Atlanta, Georgia, four-star offensive lineman, Trovon Bowe. From Manning, South Carolina, four-star edge, Montek Rames. From Scuba, Mississippi, four-star defensive lineman, uh, junior college product, Elijah Davis, which, by the way, the number one ranked JUCO defensive lineman. From Lehigh Acres, Florida, four-star athlete, Kelton Henderson. From Eatonton, Georgia, four-star safety, Jalon Kilgore. From Washington, D.C., three-star safety, Zabari Sandy. From Jacksonville, Florida, three-star tight end, Connor Cox. From Mableton, Georgia, three-star wide receiver, C.J. Adams. From Villarica, Georgia, three-star offensive lineman, Jatavius Shivers. From Perry, Florida, three-star safety, Cameron Upshaw. From Anniston, Alabama, three-star athlete, Cameron Sandlin. From Cypress, Texas, three-star tight end, Reed McKeeska. From Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, three-star wide receiver, Tyshawn Russell. From Rock Hill, South Carolina, three-star athlete, Judge Collier. From Macon, Georgia, four-star defensive lineman, Xavion Hardy. And from Carrollton, Georgia, four-star athlete, Vakari Swain. Also, guys, let me highlight the transfers that you've pulled in thus far. From Arkansas, tight end Trey Knox. From Florida, tight end Nick Elksness. From Yale, offensive lineman Nick Gargiulo. And from Newberry College, shout out to the Wolves, running back Mario Anderson Jr. So that right now, guys, is your signing class. Of course, what will Lenora Sellers do? What will Nicholas Harbor do? We shall see, but that is the class right now. And I think you did a great job, guys. When you take a look at this class, I think you did a fantastic job of addressing your needs overall. And we talked a lot over the summer, and we've talked a lot over the last year, really, as we've evaluated this 2023 signing class, you know, it was obvious, you know, you hear Shane Beamer talk all the time in regards to run the football, stop the run. And he understands, right? The team that wins in the trenches is going to win the football game to be a high level above average SEC football team to compete week in week out and truly compete with the elites. You have to be elite up front. I think what Shane Beamer provides, he has a really unique vantage point because he was on the staff right back in 2010 he saw the great Gamecock lines of scrimmages he saw those great defensive fronts and I think he understands and offensive fronts as well and I think he understands just what it takes to win 
in the trenches. I mean, again, you look at some of these linemen, Marquis Anderson up front, who is the highest rated signee in your class. You know, it's rare you think about that an offensive lineman would be your highest rated signee, but Marquis Anderson is just that type of player and a guy that I think will be an immediate impact guy, six foot four, 320 pounds out of Dorman High School. But again, you continue down, you look at the lineman, of course, big tree. Six foot five and a half, three ten from Dematha Catholic up there in Maryland. The Gamecocks once again dominating the DMV. Somewhere, Mike Loxley is punching air. You look at Trovon Bow from Pace Academy, six foot four, three fifteen, an absolute monster. You then keep going. Jatavius Shivers out of Villarica, six foot seven, two hundred and ninety six pounds. And then you add in Nick Gargiulo from Yale, who was a captain on the Yale football team, six foot five, 270 pounds. And for people I've talked to, they've said this kid is an absolute stud. Obviously, you look at the defensive side as well on the defensive front. Umio Zulu, who J.C. Sherbert has been very, very high on when we have taught him about this kid, six foot six, 239 out of Charles Herbert Flowers High School, an absolute beast. Uh, Xavier McLeod, defensive lineman, 6'5", 305 out of Cannon High School. You then look at uh, Rames, of course, Montec Rames from Manning High School, 6'5", 235, an elite edge rusher, Elijah Davis, 6'4", 280. A lot of size. The list goes on and on. A lot of size up front. And again, I think South Carolina and what Shane Beamer and company understand is you've got to be able to win in the trenches, guys. You build your football team from the inside out. The more the game changes the more it stays the same. And I know I've said that over and over again. For a lot of you, you're like, Chris, you sound like a broken record, but I just say it because it's true, right? The more the game changes, the more it stays the same. You can have all the bells and whistles. You can have the Spencer Rattlers. You can have the Juice Wells. You can have all the great tight ends. You can have the great receivers. But if you don't have those big uglies up front, if you can't run the football, if you can't stop the run, you're going to struggle. And you know what's going to happen? I think one of the reasons you've seen it for South Carolina, you're going to lack consistency. Because in games where you are at a disadvantage up front, you're going to get pushed around, and it's going to be ugly at times. And I think that's what you've seen over the last couple of years. So, again, I think Shane Beaver and the company, they absolutely understand this game is one in the trenches. If you're going to compete with the Georgias, the Alabamas, the Tennessees, the upper echelons in college football – you got to have those big uglies up front. Bottom line, I think they did a great job in this class addressing those needs up front while also adding impact players on both sides. You know, guys, I, I look at this class overall, and I'm going to expand on it here shortly as well, but this feels like to me a very much so a foundational class. You know, maybe it lacks some star power in regards to those big-time playmakers on the outside. I know you're obviously, you know, the beautiful thing is this. We all know Shane Beamer is, is going to attack the transfer portal, right, in regards to adding quality football players to his roster. I mean, I think the Gamecocks are far from done when it comes to adding quality talent. But I, I just feel like this is a class where you really focused in and locked in on addressing those needs, like I said, up front. And, and without the foundation of the house, right, the house cannot stand up. And that's that's what your offensive and your defensive line is. It's the foundation, right? You cannot build on top of anything. You can't build if you don't have that foundation set. You can't build your football team if you don't have your offensive and your defensive front 
solid. So I'm I'm really glad and happy to see they focused in on that in this recruiting class. I think they did a great job of addressing those needs. And guys, as we go into our superlatives, let's go ahead and dive into it because I was about to bring his name up because the fact that I've gone this long into the show without mentioning his name, because truly the leader of this class, and you could almost call him the quarterback of this recruiting class, right? And we'll start with my biggest immediate impact player. Who is the guy in this signing class that I think will immediately step onto the field and be a big-time guy in the garnet and black? And that man is Grayson Pup Howard, the linebacker, who I, I feel like almost at this point is a fan favorite, which is crazy to say, seeing as he has not played a single down for the Gamecocks. But the way he has carried himself on social media, the way that he has he has been basically an ambassador for the University of South Carolina, the football program. And, you know, Shane Beamer mentioning in his presser that 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 Pup Howard texted him saying, like, we need people at USC that want to die for this university. And it's like, when you get guys in like that, man, that, that that's just special. Coming out of Andrew Jackson High School, the linebacker, six foot three and a half, 220 pounds, could have gone anywhere, a big-time prospect. I think Pup Howard will step in. I think he will play immediately. Of course, guys, we all know linebacker is a position of need for the Gamecocks. I think he and Stone Blanton side-by-side side in 2023, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. So I do expect Pup Howard to be the biggest immediate impact player out of this signing class in year one. I, I do think Pup Howard will be a big-time impact guy. And again, I, I think what he brings in regards to a leadership or in regards from a leadership-type standpoint, I talked about this yesterday in the Daily Crow, but you know when your best players are your best people and your best players are your best leaders, that's when you're really cooking. And Pup Howard just shows, again, the way he carries himself, the way he talks about USC, the way he is an ambassador for the University of South Carolina, I think he will carry that into USC, and I think he will be a fantastic leader for the Gamecocks, and he'll be one hell of a football player immediately once he steps foot on campus as well. Guys, let's talk sleeper of the class. Who's the guy who's maybe not getting quite as much hype as some others but could turn out to be a shining star from this group? And I'm going to go with tight end Reed Makiska from Cypress, Texas. Now, this was a late ad, right? But you talk to anybody – Six foot, five and a half, 233 pounds. Um, a, a guy that was at one time committed to Miami. He then flips to South Carolina. I think you look at a guy, I think you look at him. This could be a future NFL type of player. I mean, he's got the body. He's got the build. You know, with Dowell Loggins now being the OC, the Gamecocks are going to utilize the tight end early and often. I think Reed McKeeska could be a shining star in this class. You know, there's so many... There's so many great options, in my opinion, because I think there's so many guys in this class that that are going to be big-time impact players. I think there's a lot of guys in this signing class that three, four years from now are going to be dudes we look back on and we say, uh, you know, th this is, again, the foundation of your football team. A lot of these dudes are making impacts. A lot of these guys wearing the garnet and black are making big-time plays for you and, and, and are really helping you to achieve and continue to build the program under Shane Beamer. But I could see McKeeska being a big time, big time dude for you on the offense. Again, you look at the build, you look at the you you look at the size overall. And again, I, I think the Gamecocks will utilize the tight end during his time here. So I think McKeeska, a guy, a late ad, was a big time flip. Don't get me wrong, but I think he's a bit of a sleeper when it comes to this signing class. Look for Reed McKeeska to be a guy over the next couple of years. I think could be a big time player for you. Let's talk best offensive and defensive players. And of course, guys. 
this is all speculation. This is all my opinion, right? We don't know, right? We're not going to know until two, three, four years from now uh, who the best players are because a lot of there's a lot of different factors, right? It's it's so far than it's it's so much more than just talent, right? Which guys you know get on campus, come into their own, work their tails off, listen to their coaching, and develop and turn to the best players. So we really don't know. But again, by all accounts, my best guess, the best offensive player from this signing class is Kelton Henderson, the four-star athlete out of Lehigh Acres, Florida. Five foot 11, 175 pounds, wicked fast. You look at his speed, you look at his athleticism. Again, I think this is a kid that can really help you. And again, a class that doesn't really have the headline offensive playmakers, if you will. I think Kelton Henderson could be a big-time guy for you down the road. And the best defensive player, and again, this is a class that's heavy on some big-time defensive guys, but Desmond Umiozulu, that was a massive pickup, getting him from the DMV. Like I said, Mike Loxley is somewhere punching air right now. But uh, six foot six, 239, like I said, J.C. Sherbert, we talked to him before about this kid. He says that uh, Desmond Umiozulu is an Ohio State-type of prospect, big time player. I think Desmond, you again is another guy that could be an immediate impact guy coming off the edge. The Gamecocks have been looking for those type of players, you know, looking for sort of that next Jadavion Clowney or that next big time dude coming off the edge because it's all about stopping the run, but it's also about getting after the quarterback. You know, in a game that's so pass heavy and so dependent on the pass, you need these disruptors like a Desmond Umiozulu to come off the edge and wreak havoc. And I think he can certainly be that guy. And I think he is the best defensive player in the class. Let's move into who will have the best three to four year career at the University of South Carolina when it's all said and done. And you take a look. And again, I, I think there's a lot of great options here. But when I look at it, I, I think Marquis Anderson, again, he's the headliner of your class. He is the highest rated player in the class, a .9441 on the 24-7 sports composite. And I think there's a reason, guys. Six foot four, 320 pounds. I think this is a kid that's going to be playing on Sundays. Again, I, I think you don't see a lot of freshmen starting on the offensive line. I think Anderson is a guy that could do it, and I think he will be a staple on this Gamecocks offensive line. But again, the good news is there's a lot of guys that you could project, that you could pick, that could fit into this role. I do think Marquis Anderson, though, again, is going to be a staple on the offensive line. I think he's going to be a big-time player for Greg Atkins' squad or whoever the offensive line coach is moving forward after this fall. Let's get into the overall grade. How would you grade this recruiting class? And right now, guys, I'm comfortable giving this class a B-plus Overall, again, if I'm being nitpicky, the only thing you really didn't address was some big-time offensive playmakers. Also, I thought you could have done more at the linebacker position, but the good news is this. Again, guys, like I said, Shane Beaver and company, they are not done in the transfer portal. Um, that is the good news, but all in all, I think a very solid class. Again, I look at this class as – truly a foundational class, like I mentioned earlier. And I think it's one of those classes, especially if you get sellers tomorrow, if you add Nick Harbor in the spring, right? That's the big one, of course. He would be the gem of your class. If you can add him, I think this is a recruiting class, guys, that could rival the 2007 class that Steve Spurrier got. Because if you take a look back, right, that one had Steven Garcia, had Melvin Ingram, Pat DeMarco, Cliff Matthews, Travian Robertson, some of those names, right, that really helped lay the groundwork 
And it was those guys that you got that set the standard that I don't think you get the Gilmores. I don't think you get the Lattimores, the Clownies, the Jeffries, if you don't have that 2007 class. I think that's what this class could serve for you. And again, you addressed your needs. Offensive line, defensive line, building in the trenches, which I think we all agree is a very smart move and something you have to do. And again, you didn't just pull in some 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 guys. You pulled in some dudes. You pulled in some dudes that I think are going to be big-time contributors over the next couple of years. And, and, and this, this is a list of guys that, again, I think – you know, three, four years from now, I think the majority of the guys on this list will be making big-time impacts. Also, I do want to highlight Dontavius Braswell, the running back from Sandersville, Georgia. You know, I've been saying that there isn't really that home-run offensive guy. Let's put some respect on Braswell and what he can bring to the running back position. I think he could be a big-time player for you. Five foot eleven. 200 pounds, uh, and certainly it's going to be kind of wide open next year, right? You're going to have Juju McDowell back, but outside of that, Marshawn Lloyd is transferred. Christian Beal Smith is gone. What is Lavoisier Carroll? We now know he's not playing in the bowl game due to an injury, so he's really not going to have that opportunity to establish himself as RB1, if you will. So, you know, I think it'll be kind of wide open. So maybe a guy like Braswell can come in and be an immediate impact player for you. But again, all in all, I think a fantastic class. You build from the inside out. Shane Beamer knows that, and they address that in this signing class. And also... You have to factor in the transfer portal. Adding guys like Trey Knox and the Yale offensive linemen and and those guys you add, I think some big pickups thus far in the portal. And and all in all, I think this is a class that helps to continue uh, to keep you on that upward trajectory and build your program. And, I mean, guys, you look at where you're ranked. I mean, a top 20 class on 24-7, you could finish with a top 15 class realistically, uh, I don't think there's anybody who's going to turn their nose up at that. I think a very, very solid recruiting class, over 50% blue chip ratio, all in all, I would call it a massive success, a job well done by Shane Beamer, and I'm really excited to see just what this class does because, right, we won't know just how good they are until two, three, four years from now, but I have a really good feeling. Again, there's going to be a lot of impact guys from this signing class. So again, that's going to do it. My breakdown of the 2023 signing class, at least to this point, would love to hear you guys thoughts. Who's your biggest immediate impact player? Who do you think the best players are overall? Who are you most looking forward to seeing in Garnet and Black? And what's your overall grade? How would you grade the class? Is there anything maybe, or do you have any criticisms? Is there anything that maybe South Carolina did not do? Any guys they missed on? I don't feel like there was really a lot of drama yesterday, uh, which is kind of nice, right? which is kind of nice. We don't need another Jay Sean Barham situation. We don't need uh, <laughs> we don't need guys flipping at the last second, anything like that. I think I'm good on the drama, but uh, obviously now we just wait. We wait to see what South kind of does in the transfer portal. We wait to see what Lenora Sellers does tomorrow. And, of course, the big one, we wait to see what Nicholas Harbor does in February when he makes his decision. All right, let's get off recruiting and we're going to talk some South Carolina men's basketball. Before we do, of course, I want to tell you about our friends over at Carolina Cigars because TSUS, as always, is brought to you by our friends at Carolina Cigars. Carolina Cigars has been in operation since 2008, recently taken over by the Peterson family in 2020. Whether you're new to the cigar scene or whether you've been enjoying cigars your entire life, Carolina Cigars has the expertise and knowledge to make your visit to their shop enjoyable. Stop by for a fine cigar and experience their classic cigar lounge where people come together, share conversations, and become friends. So if you're into cigars, you're on Hilton Head Island, guys, you really do need to go by 
and visit them. They offer same-day shipping nationwide, free delivery island-wide for weddings and all special occasions. They're also proud to offer premium cigars at nine outside humidor locations around Hilton Head Island. They also offer special events throughout the year as well. They want to talk to you. They want to engage. They want to share with you their cigar selection they're very proud of and their beautiful cigar lounge. So when you're in the low country, there's only one place for cigars. That's Carolina Cigars, Hilton Head Island's premier cigar merchant. Come and share your passion. It's all there at Carolina Cigars. You can find them on Instagram at, at Carolina underscore cigars. That's at Carolina underscore cigars. Or give them a call today at 843-681-8600. That's 843-681-8600. Smoke them if you got them and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. All right, it is game day, believe it or not. Gamecocks taking on Western Kentucky tonight, 7 o'clock tip-off at the CLA on SEC Network, by the way. The 5-6 and six Courtcocks take on 8-2 and two Western Kentucky. Their head coach is Rick Stansbury. You look at the Hilltoppers averaging 77.5 points per game, allowing 66.6 points per game, and they are shooting 48% from the floor, when you look at the top storylines, guys, this is a team that is in desperate need of a bounce back after a really, really ugly loss to East Carolina. Losers of two in a row. What do you do? You know what I mean? I I, I just, Western Kentucky, uh, you know, you take a look at their schedule. A, a couple of impressive wins, but nothing really crazy. Um, you know, their last game, let's see, pulling up their schedule here. Their last game, they... If I can get their schedule pulled up. Here we go. Their last game, they took on Louisville and lost that game 94 to 83. Not a great team, uh, but all in all, you know, eight and two on the season. They beat Wright State, Austin PA, beat South Carolina State. That is the only common opponent these two teams share. They beat them 90 to 64. Uh, so Western Kentucky, a solid mid-major team and a team that again will come into Colonial Life Arena, I would say, expecting to win the ball game, but you need a bounce-back victory. You need a bounce-back performance badly, desperately. I mean, fans, I think, even are starting to get a little re little restless when you look at that game against East Carolina and you see some of the feedback on social media. It is really, really rough right now. Another big storyline, guys, for me, and what I probably most want to see in this game is just a team that gets off to a better start. You know, the thing that I talked about this that irked me more than anything was – South Carolina, and I was there in person, in, of course, South Carolina coming out against ECU, and it felt like they were dead. They were lethargic. You know, ECU was the aggressor. They were excited. They were loud. And the Gamecocks eventually, right, played much better in that second half. They played much better, but by then it was too little too late. You had dug yourself into such a hole, there was no hope of you coming back. So you've got to at home Get off to a better start. I think this is a team you wonder, where are they mentally? Where is their confidence? You know, I think it's going to be really tough to rebound if you get off to another slow start uh, in this one. You need to get off the schneid and come out with a lot of energy, playing fast, playing up-tempo, get your shooters going early. And uh, and again, we'll see if that leads to a better result. But you got to get off to a better start. You got to come out with more energy and more excited to play. Also, guys, in the big storyline is this. You've got this game you got Eastern Michigan, and then welcome to SEC play. There is nowhere to hide, right? I know we're all kind of cringing, wondering what is SEC play going to look like for this basketball team. But uh, you got to figure things out, and you got to figure things out quickly. And, guys, my final storyline is this. I thought Hayden Brown and Josh Gray were actually much better 
in the second half against East Carolina, these are two players you're going to need down the stretch. These are two players you're going to need an SEC play, especially a guy like a Josh Gray, because this is a team that is desperately searching for some sort of presence down low. Could Josh Gray be that guy? If it's not him, does somebody else step up? Can they build off of a solid second half against the Pirates over this past weekend? Let's move into Western Kentucky players to watch for, guys. You look at Davian McKnight. He is their leading scorer, scoring overall 15.4 points per game. You then look at Emmanuel Acott, 13 points per game, three rebounds per game as well. By the way, Davian McKnight, their leading rebounder also, or one of their top leading rebounders, excuse me, uh, that's actually Jarius Hamilton, 6.7 rebounds per game. McKnight sitting at 4.6 rebounds per game on the season. And then Luke Frampton, Luke Frampton, another big-time player to watch for for these guys, uh, 11.4 points per game, 2.8 rebounds per game. All in all, a very solid basketball team. He's also, by the way, Luke Frampton, shooting 54% from three-point range. Guys, which leads us into our lead pipe lock of the night, brought to you by our friends over at A1 Air Quality Consultants. Guys, A1 Air Quality Consultants is giving corporate services for working man prices. They have over 20 years in the mold industry and 10 years in the asbestos industry. They use most modern scientific technology for highly accurate results, and they perform the following services. Mold testing air and surface, allergen testing air for things like pollen, dust, etc. Asbestos testing and building materials, asbestos air testing to make sure it's not airborne, air monitoring services during abatement projects, and E. coli testing surface and water. For more information, give them a call today at 864-619-2092. That's 864-619-2092. You can also find them on Twitter at A1AirQuality1 and on Instagram at A1AirQualityConsultants. For any of the questions, head to their website at A1AirQualityConsultants.com. That's A1AirQualityConsultants.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you Man, like I mentioned, South Carolina desperately needs a rebound. They desperately need a solid performance. Guys, until I see it, I, 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 I've got to see this Gamecocks basketball team. They got to show me something. I, I, I just, you know, I, do I think Western Kentucky is great? No, I went out on a limb, though, and picked you to BDCU, and that blew up in my face. I think Western Kentucky, while they're not a great team, they're probably better than you. I think USC absolutely reeling right now. You're going to need Gigi Jackson to step up to carry this team. The problem with that is you're asking a 17-year-old to put this entire team on his back. For that reason, I do have Western Kentucky getting the W. I think it'll be yet another long night uh, as Gamecocks basketball limps to yet another loss and stays below 500. Lock me in. Give me Hilltopper 64, Gamecocks 61. And again, there's probably about five of you left that still care about Gamecocks men's basketball. But like I told you, I'm a hard-headed SOB. I'm going to keep covering it. We're going to keep talking about it. But uh, I, I do think it's going to be a long night. Again, maybe I'll be wrong. I uh, would love to see this team respond to adversity the right way, backs against the wall. But, uh, you know, I, I just think it's tough sledding right now. I think this is a team that's trying to figure themselves out and, you know, maybe on the home floor on SEC Network, by the way. So everybody will get a view of it. But, uh, you know, I think things are just tough right now. Things are just tough right now. And 
you know, we'll see if this team can respond, but I'm going to go with Western Kentucky 64, South Carolina 61, and looking forward to watching the game tonight, and hopefully I am wrong when it comes to my pick. So, guys, that's going to do it all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Like I said, stay tuned for tomorrow's podcast, a really fun, exciting one as I talk. My Gamecock fans Christmas wish list. We'll talk to Santa. We'll do a little bit of a Dear Santa episode, if you will. You guys know what's coming, but I'll talk to Santa Claus, ask him for what I want this Christmas from the Gamecock side of things, and it's always a good time. Going to be a lot of fun. Guys, again, thank you all so much. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow. Tomorrow.